single. I think the church has done a very poor job celebrating singleness and single people. Apostle Paul says it was a gift to be single. He says, I'm married to Jesus. It's not other people with families. They're going to have to worry about families. So I just worry about that Jesus is God for them. He said, I wish I'd be with the service and less than one of the last hundred pleasure to be single. And I've seen this in a few people I used to work with, like George Ben. Never met him, he's going to be with the Lord do. And uh, he was just a great, great example of a Christian life. Very simple life before the Lord. And for life, I'd be like, George, they fancy a whole day. And he's been saving up for Disneyland. You'd be like, oh no, no, guys. I'm not getting involved with all that fleshly stuff. I'm saving for my next mission trip. I'm hoping to go to South Africa next year. You'd be in a car and body, you'd look to so you just went out of hell on himself. I can't deal with it. It's not got responsibility. Kids are wanting to, to go and make memories of other places in the world until you go there. <laughs> Singleness is to be of just the Lord. Like if I was to get a point out for a church somewhere else and say, Would you consider coming? You'd be thinking, Okay, if I was a challenge, I'd the schools, I was going to have my family. Things like that, it's true. You start thinking, It's a wage party, I'm going to be able to get my pension, things like that. Take them into the equation, you get a point out, Okay, just primarily, the only voice I need to listen to is Mary Isabel again, it's just Jesus and her bedside and ten other dealer. But before the Lord, you have to honor your husband, honor your wife, honor your kids as well. So, again, we kind of just take us as just relationship on the earth to live on. Every single Christian is married. Even if you haven't got a physical partner, you're married to Jesus. That's it. You come, you give your life to Jesus, and you have one way down, and you enter that love relationship with Jesus. The church is described very clearly through scripture as the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. That Jesus came, lived and died for us to take a people as himself. But that people which made us not one day but not a heaven. It's a bride of Christ. That the Holy Spirit upon the earth is preparing a bride that will be caught up in the air. We see the, the royal weddings, the trumpets go. Trumpet and the bride comes to meet, the queen comes to meet the king, and he said, Right, scripture, the angels will come, a trumpet will sound, them and the dead in Christ will rise first, and they will argue call in the air for the marriage supper of the Lord. And Jesus said, I'm in communion, one will never drink again until we drink again at the marriage supper of the Lord. And you've been some exciting weddings on earth, you've missed nothing. Yet. And even as a man, you think, ah, bright. It's never the mic of a TV and bright. But see if you've got a spiritual love for Jesus. You just get that he's the groom, he's a pursuer, and we are the bride that will be presented to him in a marriage supper of love, a feast in heaven. We have that's a sort of an engagement period. Isn't it? We've made our commitments, we've kept our work done, we've had to do what we So I want us really <clears throat> to ascend and look at songs as songs, 
not just about relationships and fancy balls and romanticism, but we'll look at it from the point of view of Christ and His love, not just for the universal church, because that can become like He loves Aberdeen, He loves His people, but He loves you. To put your sail in there, and that's as Christ's song of songs to you. Does that make sense? The bride of Christ is the church, and you're included as the bride of Christ within the church. So this is what God, this is what Jesus thinks of you. So I'm going to get overall picture if you've never read it before, and then we'll just have to go back and say a few things. And then, chapter 1, verse 1, this is Solomon's Song of Songs, more wonderful than any this is the song of all songs. Solomon wrote over 1,000 songs. Some of the poetry, some of the poems is included in the book he wrote, Ecclesiastes. That's one poem. You've got the Proverbs as well, the poetry included in that. And with everything that Solomon wrote over 1,000 songs, the Holy Spirit lifts us in up. It's this. And this is the song of songs. Not because it's about a man and a wife or a boyfriend and a girlfriend, a king and queen. Because this is about Jesus and his church. This is the song of songs. And I've had life with somebody friend, he's a famous partner. He's Lord of Lords. What does that mean? That there's lords on earth, there's Lord Sugar, there's farmers on the Lord, Lord this and Lord that. Jesus. Of all lords, he's the lord of all lords. In the physical and the spiritual, and he wears all of He is the king of kings. Is that one? Well, there are many kings. Kings of the earth, kings of the earth, kings in the natural, kings in the spiritual. But Jesus, he is the king of all kings. He is the supreme, majestic one. What then does it mean? Song and God says something is a song of songs. Begumies. There's many songs. But this, God says, oh, this. This is a song of all songs. There's many songs in the world. Many songs I would like, even it's still a, many Christian songs. This is better than your Belinda Carlisle Reyes Pets. Your Tina Turner. This is better than don't look back at anger. Take me back to the 90s. This is, this is God says, this, this is the song of all songs. Study this and you get the heart of Jesus for his church. This is better. And even the anthems that we sing, I love the church anthems, and even that, leaning on his everlasting arms, his teen scripture and song, his songs. Halfway through, she's clinging to the king. By the end she's leaning. Leaning's always better than clinging. Clinging's like, oh yeah, it's okay. Leaning's like, I'm just relaxed in your arms. Okay, I didn't get far, I can't wait. But this is better than Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace is a wonderful anthem. Still playing it after hundreds of years after being written. And I would say God says Amazing Grace is good. It's a good song. Song of songs. Trump's Amazing Grace. Trump's blessed be on them, the blessing, the Trump's other 
You can't give me a damn mouth, you never really can the more down concert. I mean you're a good dinner. I'm not sure if it's cool now in the Christian world. Isn't that true? Now it used to be 20 years ago, I was songs on Vineyard in Nottingham. Three years ago, I don't know, three years ago. It was songs on Vineyard. You just can't know, it's like my redeemer lights on and on and on. So you can't get in arms. I've never heard that song before. You say, you know, that ball. So fast things I can then. You know, I'm out of here. And I'm coming with something. That's when you can't get it out. But the anthem is when God would say, That's what the song songs. It's about pure spiritual love. It's about Christ being the groom. It's about us being the bride. It's about coming together. It's about intimacy. It's about love. It's about wine. It's about flowing. It's about this thing called romance. It's about real feeling. The Christianity is not just a God saying, Please do that. Please do that. If you do that, I'll never like you. It's a best romanticizing spiritual force by God and people getting caught up in His love. Just an overall view of Star Wars, it's about the king or the lover or the man, the groom, advancing one minute and the next minute he's gone. And he's continually arriving and he's continually going. Let me just prove it. We've just got to skip through a few verses. I've joined them too. You don't need to flip through your Bible. You can just pull them up. Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 4. The young woman sets us, the bride of Christ. Take me with you, come, let's run. The king has brought me into his bedroom. How happy we are for you, O king, we praise you. Love even more than wine. Chapter 2, verse 8. Ah, my lover is coming again. This is the bride speaking about this groom. My lover is coming. He's leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a swift gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he is behind the wall, looking through the window, peering into the room. He's arrived again. But then there are 17. Before the dawn breezes blow and the night shadows play, return to me, my love. So he's been a while. And then the prayer of the church, the prayer of us, return to me, my love. Like a gazelle, once again, or a young star on the rugged mountains. Chapter 3. Again, you find the bride. One night as I lay in my bed, I yearned for my lover. I yearn for him. You ever yearn for Jesus? Just you maybe hit a moment and you just yearn. But he did not come. So I said to myself, I'll go up and, and roam the city, I'll search all the streets and squares. I will search for the one that I love. So he's gone again. He arrives. Then he goes. And verse 6 Who is this? Sweeping in from the wilderness like a cloud of smoke. Who is it? Fragrant with mild and fragrant frankincense, every kind of spice. This is how he's arrived again. Chapter 5, verse 1. Here he goes again. My love tried to unlatch the door, my heart was thrilled within me. I jumped up to open the door for my love, my hands dripped with perfume, my fingers dripped with lovely fire. 
as I pulled back the bolt. I opened to my lover, and he was gone. My heart sunk, so I searched for him. You get the picture? Chapter 6, verse 1. Where has your lover gone, O woman of rare beauty? Which way did he turn, so we can help you find him? In chapter 8, verse 5. Who is this? Sweeping in from the desert, leaning, leaning on our lover, leaning on the everlasting arms. This is a story. A groom arrived in our lover. The lovers there really did all things. See her in a room and she searched him through. Then it doesn't really tell you why the king or the groom goes, but he goes, and then her heart is yearning in the middle of the night for this one that she just fell in and loved with in her lives. He comes to through the mountains. He sweeps through like a gazelle on the star. He arrives again and her heart's inflamed in love, and then he goes again in her lives. What I've got to do be a Christian. Hail Bible. It's difficult to sum up the Bible in a few words. It says God's, God's love story helped describe us as that and certainly it is God's love letter to us. But you can sort the different sections we asked that are liable to Jesus. These name, he creates the hell world, he creates the universe, he's there at the beginning, then he's nailed in the flesh. You read the old covenant, the old testament, it's like shadowing the priests and the sacrificial law. There's a waiting moment for the arrival of Jesus coming and if there was never a penalty for sin that could be made us right before our holy God, a God coming down in flesh and Jesus paying this price, the arrival of Jesus in the flesh. He comes. But he's still here in the flesh. But he goes. And then he, he goes and gives us promises that we will always hear and will be with us. He'll send us the Holy Spirit. But he goes to the right hand of the Father and he promises during his time on earth, what does he promise? I'm going to come again for my bride. I'm going to have a groom that's going. I'm going to give the Holy Spirit a comforter. The power of the Holy Spirit, the mystery of the church will advance. He's a groom that comes. He's a groom that goes. He's a groom that's coming again. He died a criminal's death. Yeah, because he was a criminal. Because he treated her, they treated him like a criminal. A crown of thorns was placed upon his head. But when the groom comes back again, we'll be next to him. We'll be a crown of majesty and glory and power. He's coming back for his bride as a trumpet. Sounds, he's coming again. The song of songs says there's a groom that comes. He arrives and then he goes to hell by evil. The great prophecies that's yet to be fulfilled. It's near the great tribulation, it's near the Purim, it's near the mark of the beast, the great prophecy of the Gentile people power is the arrival of Christ. It can happen at one moment, will it be after the seven years tribulation? He said he's just before the seven years of tribulation. I didn't concentrate on that. I concentrated that he's coming again. The arrival of Christ. It fits out going to be your life. Oh, Lord. Lord. As we join here with Jesus, He's a Savior that arrives in your life in majesty and power. In one minute, it can be undone. But other times, you find the presence of Christ in one hand, 
on your life, and they always be here. Sometimes it's as though he withdraws his presence. I would love to say in 20 years of following Jesus, I have had this inexpressible joy that I always communicate with love every single moment, every single hour, every single day and month and year since I've been born again. I've felt the overwhelming presence of Jesus upon my life. If I said that, it just wouldn't be true. Now I'm not sure if your experiences, my experience in the Christian life and match up the songs, a song, the song is a publicly other song. Then 20 years I have certainly felt undone, moved by the saturated presence of love that makes you weep, that breaks your heart, that just makes you want to go to heaven and be with him forever more. The groom has arrived. Surely you felt this morning, the groom has arrived. And you want to remain in that place forever, living in it. It's like, Jesus, if this is your real life, we are in your presence. I want this every day, every moment that I live on earth. But you can, if you can join in Jesus' language as well. It's special moments, but sometimes he withdraws. I'm not sure why. Is it because of a lack of emotion, a lack of worship, a lack of is it just something he does because our Christian life is by faith and then by sight it's completely by trust in that moment is that far character is fashioned in the furnace of fire and we just kind of feel like we want in absence makes a heart grow fonder again if I was to be Isabel 24-7 I would annoy the life of that then I think that's the spiritual principle. I think Jesus would annoy the life of us. That kid, when you arrive through the door, you get a, a welcome that can be pleasing and smiling. But for should the problem with her health there, should be asking her to leave to give her some peace. I think that's a spiritual application. I wonder if Jesus to leave. But there was something in the withdrawal moments that much you appreciate the together moments. Is that true, is it? That you just go, ah, oh, yes, love. It's an amazing thing. Why does Jesus not just give us the overwhelming presence of the moment every day? The answer, the only answer I can come here is I have no idea. You maybe didn't come here, here's somebody that says, I just don't care. God's so big and so amazing and so wonderful. His plans are so precious. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. If I try to explain, Everything about Jesus would just become more. How can I get out of my God? I do care less. Now, sometimes nothing wrong in my life. I just kind of feel it like I did at other moments. Especially when I'm with you guys. Especially when I'm with other believers. And it's just, why don't we carry something as the Bible says? It's the living stones of the temple of the Holy Spirit coming together. I think if I was just to preach that message, it's ah, we go over all the presence of Jesus, and if you're not feeling it, something wrong with you. Like, you must be in sin. You must be hidden sin if you don't feel the power of Jesus in your life. He is the groom that woos us with kindness and comes in like a fresh breeze. 
It overwhelms us when we feel the spiritual love and we have moments like so much precious to us. But we know as well, this world comes in and watch it TV and suddenly they're overwhelmed with joy, overwhelmed with grief. You have to walk through the shadow of the valley of death and just feel no evil. But in that moment, it's the Apostle Paul also writes, a guy who in seasons and out of seasons, but I hear in season and out of season, gain account before people of the grace of the Pope that you hold. So there's definitely in seasons and there's definitely good seasons. If you're on an out season, know this. He's a savior that comes back by his presence. He's probably already on his way. He's got a day where you come out of. He's kind of arrived again. Just kind of feel his presence and try to But sometimes it's just when I'm reading the word of God and I just feel his love again. Oh, should we read it there, Lars? Because there's so much more. And then I go out there and I have to read it, get busy. And then I come back. Why do I need to read that? I'm up again and he's, he's a groom that has arrived once again. And then at times I come and slip in and get distracted and things like that. And the other times when you're born, you just, in the morning, your heart is just alive. Driving a ton of fish out there, the scenery is a suddenly doing. It was just like, there was a God. It was just like, he's alive right there. And then you go through other things. This is a love story of a groom that arrives, a groom that goes, a groom that arrives. There's love connections, there's yelling, there's longings. It's a Christian life. The truth is, he will never leave you nor forsake you. The truth is, he will never, will never be one thing that can pluck you from his hands. The truth is, nothing can separate you from the one that you live. In the moments that you feel stuff, I do that season. Remember that. It's never God doesn't love you that you're not feeling that. It's never you've sinned that you're not feeling that. Sometimes you just to trust God. I didn't feel you. I didn't feel undone by your presence. But your promises. Is that I'm in the palm of your heart? And maybe that's why we can learn things to do with the good moments. There'll be a dedication, and hopefully, this is marking a message. If you read it again, an overall view, it's a groom that pursues. All fashionedness is getting outdated, isn't it? If you speak of it, get all fashioned. The way it used to be done, the man is a white piece of all fashioned, the man was a pursuer or the woman. I don't care how it works these days with text messages and Snapchat with that man who the first Snapchat or the first trail of you or the private best message. Why can't it with Isabel? You've got to mark your move. Man, if you love woman, you've got to mark your move. If you love her, then you really should have think. Uh, Lean on that. It's a great point. How is it we are asking? Beyonce. Beyonce. Just man, it's traditional. We let Mark move. Because you can't say no. You can't say no. But it's a man, it's a pursuer. Who we find through this, it's the woman, she's in her room, she's waiting, she goes searching, but it's a, it's, it's a groom that comes doing for the house. It's a groom that sweeps out like the gazelle. It's a groom that pursues. It is Christ that pursues you. For he first loves us. 
Who am I that he is mindful of me? Do we realize that Christ pursues you? Not as a church, not as a body, but you as an individual, Christ has pursued you. He has searched you out, he's looked at you, and he proclaims that you are worth dying for, and he wants you to care how much he loves you, and how much he's pursued you, and how much he went to the cross for you, and how much he put on the crown of thorns for you, and how much he bled for you. It was for you. God so loved the world. God so loved you. Isn't it amazing to be the object or the affection of a majestic God of love? Isn't it amazing? You don't have to deal with it. You just need to lie and be the object of affection. That's God of love. And it's what you You love a man. I don't have to go searching up the hell. All I just want to have equals do to far away about it. wrap up. In just a second. Because we're just going to read verse 1. I'll give you an overall view, hopefully, you get context. Paul does speak it next week, but maybe look at a few things, relevant things in the next few weeks. This is Solomon's Song of Songs, the best song that's ever written in God's eyes. It's a wonderful song. It is the elite and other songs that's ever created, past, present, and future. Better than the song of Moses, better than the song of Miriam. This is the best song. Verse 2. Kiss me and kiss me again. Here we go. We're getting the bad technology. Kiss me and kiss me again. For your love is sweeter than mine. How fragrant, fragrant your cologne, your perfume, your aftershave. Your name is like it's spreading fragrance. No wonder all the women love you. Kissing is universal and known to the perfect culture. It's just a sign of affection, isn't it? Unless you're getting a Glasgow kiss. <laughs> it's a sign of trouble. I'm like a perfect Glasgow. A kiss is seen as a sign of affection. And right at the start, you've got the young woman in the NLTH title, young woman, so it's a bride. And forget for a second, male or female. Forget for a second, girlfriend, boyfriend. You are there. And there's Jesus. And it's kiss me, kiss me again, your love is sweeter than mine. It's a sign of affection. You're saying this. Show me your affection, Jesus. Show me your affection. For I have found that your love is sweeter than mine. Another book that Solomon wrote was Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, it's hard when looking at the world and seeing how meaningless it is. He said, I searched out for wisdom and go, ah, oh, that knowledge I can find, and it's just meaningless. It is a benefit, ah, oh, that's wisdom. Like, even if you found every conspiracy was true, if you did that knowledge, but what value is it, really, is fit? Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, and he speaks about, he denied his eyes nothing. Money, concubines, wives, land, the vine, the vine, singing, he denied his eyes nothing. He says, it's all meaningless. Chasing after the wind. He looked at the world and says, everything that the world's got to offer, and they are rich or poor, rather than die. He says, we'll be that dog, he says, in Dickens chapter 2. The benefit we got 
our animals, they lived, they died, we lived, we died. And the world went missing, we leave the world went missing. But then I was caught for a minute as he gets to the end, he's like, be that, serve the Lord, this is your duty, serve the Lord, serve the Lord, you're young, honor God. We looked upon the world and said, I can't find no satisfaction to put another pot, big jugger, can't get no satisfaction. Because all the soul in his life, and he wrote this world, worlds, so different to Ecclesiastes, so kind of meaningless, meaningless, just after the wind. And here he is, I found something. Kiss me, kiss me again. Your love is sweeter than wine. It's like he's alive, he says, I have found something better. One thing the earth is to offer. Wine was a sign of prosperity, it was a sign of a good harvest, it was a sign of being blessed by God. The sign of earth and wealth as the vats were falling and wine was overflowing. Yet, Solomon carried this the affection of Jesus. Once you really encounter the love of Jesus, the song is above our song says, Oh, his love. Oh, it's sweeter than Belfast. It's sweeter than Jamie it is sweeter than the finest flinch, lemon, crackles, and testing. Scottish. It's finer and sweeter than Ireland and Brown. Finer than the best, expensive, single malt. He says, I have found something that I have never found on earth whatsoever. It's the love of Jesus that I have found. Kiss me, kiss me again. Your love. Sweeter than the finest wine, Solomon didn't put themselves nothing in the most expensive chateau the world could offer. And he says, Oh, I found something there. I found something there marvelous. I found something there wonderful. A groom, a Christ. They would come and have affection with me. And this is at the start of the book. Again, time is almost gone. This is at the start. It's about love, it's about affection at the start. I was to say to you, I went for a week's retreat. So I was feeling burned out as a Christian. But by the end of the week's retreat, oh, it was like Christ was kissing my life. He's got a kiss I've given upon my life. Just that affection, just that flow of love. You would say, that was a worthwhile retreat. We have come here this morning, and sometimes on a while after a few worship songs, if by the end you was to say, that was like a kiss of heaven. That was like Christ in the room and in love and in restless and scooping us up. You would say, that sounds like a good meal. And if I was to say, you are all of Jesus for 20 years, and some is a lot longer than me, and I'm, I'm further along than the new Christian. On a learning, it's just about love and the affection of Jesus. He would say, well, that's a steady progression. You, you start with a little love. You, you get the kind of mer, and there's a little bit mer, a little love, and then the region love, and there's a place where there's a highly love. He said, so I love you. If we could get us in the church, or everybody that you maybe didn't even care about, it's more than just a new Christian. Christian life 
and that passion and love of lives at the very start with Jesus. It's why we do what we do. I did a long in the middle of the night for mere missions, for mere things to do in the Christian world. And then I went and I was like, oh, I can't give him another flat to win a bit. And when the pastor here for 10 years, right? If you've been joining here for 10 years, we completely redone the hell church. They tapped the bottom. Stairs, we didn't stay before. It's been a green carpet, and a blue carpet. I prefer green. I do really like green. We went from green seats to blue seats, but I saw it so far, that's another topic. We did the wash, we did the stairs, it used to be a dark dungeon doing stairs, we busted the door out of that, put doors and windows on it. We did the toilet, so last thing we did, we did a healthy kitchen, last thing we did was in the upstairs toilet, we got it done, that was done, I thought, you, it's time to rest. And so I said, ah, the, 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 the rough work done. And then I went, like I said, we'll put a case back to the last. There's a point in all that. Me not really excited for I didn't lie a lot thinking, yes, get to scrape warm and all my workouts, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that. Me not really excited for I tell you, if you really need to excited for you can't get along with Jesus. You bite up in the middle of the night and say, oh, he's alive. I'm nearly caught every night, and I didn't miss you ever. I'm nearly caught every night. Some nights I love. Get up in the morning and you get in love with Jesus. That's all. And I open up the word of God, not because God tells you to read the Bible, He doesn't have a disappointment with that. Do your devotions because you know that you have entered into this love for lands with Jesus and you're like, God, show me your affection again. Show me from the very start. We read to a new Christian, I've been years and years and years. To learn this. I feel so dry, I feel so lost, I feel so hopeless, I didn't feel like I'm a Christian, even if I'm a Christian. It seemed like here I was to get the basis of this. It really, really is that we love in Jesus and follow in Him. We're never tired of poor people to help them, we're never tired of addicts to help them, we're never tired of issues to go on, we're never tired of fundraising, we're never, we'll never come to a point in there that other needs is met. People, we should get involved, we are that and mere. But yet, it's the very foundation, it's the first one, chapter one in your life with Jesus. It's kiss me, kiss me again, Jesus. I have found something that I have never found in this world. I have had ecstasy problems to the thrust. I've paid it a lot. Abused my body. Years gone by, it's wasn't even stuff there. Years gone by, caused a lot of harm, caused a lot of destruction to get by. And I've watched a lot of things on TV. I have never found nothing on earth like the spiritual love that I found in Jesus. And that is why I'm here. Years after that, that's why you're here, some of you are left That's why some of you are starting a journey because you said, Never have found Jesus because Jesus was never lost. I have received a love that I have found in Jesus, and it's like no other, sweeter than the sweetest wine I've ever tasted on earth. As we join in the next few weeks, it's a great starting point. If this was chapter 8, the last verse, it's a wonderful line to end on a magic letter. 
Catherine and Flagrant and Bell and Raymond and John Lennon. God says, I've got the very best for you now at the very start. With Bella Hazel, we're after the worship team to come up, beautifully, fantastic.